I think after yesterday, it should be a wake up call. And and I will and I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Um, Senator John Fetterman's actually I'm kind of starting to respect it. Well, I mean, he's really been very vocal about Menendez being kicked out of the Senate, like he should resign. And he actually brought up a point. He was on The View yesterday and he had said that he was not surprised that Santos was expelled. But it seems wrong that uh, Senator Menendez is still there. And he called him the senator from Egypt, not from New Jersey, (laughs) which I thought was really funny. (laughs) But he's taking a stance just like the New York Republicans from both Long Island and um, Congressman Lawler, who is up towards uh, up the Hudson a little bit. But they were very vocal and they were consistent with this. And and the same can be said for um, Senator Fetterman, who's a Democrat who is willing to put country over party to having one of his own expelled because what Senator Menendez is being charged with is just as bad, if not worse than Santos. Mm. Welcome to Political Contessa. I'm Jennifer Nassor, and this show is here to support your interests in center-right politics, policy, and breaking news. Listen in and discover how to awaken your inner ideal candidate. And if you're ready, how you can jump in and change the world as a runner or a supporter. Welcome to Political Contessa. If you or a friend have ever considered running or you know a woman who should, I've got something just for you. My quick guide called Secrets from the Campaign Trail. It will show you five signs to tell you you're ready to enter the political arena. To get these tips and learn about all new podcast episodes and ways to get involved, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Hello, and welcome to Political Contessa. This is Jennifer Nassor, and I am your Political Contessa. So I've been doing a ton of Nikki Haley podcasts. Whether people know it or not, I've been throwing in as much as I can about girl power and how important it is for real leadership and someone to take control. I have a theme here, by the way, someone who's going to be a leader at the White House, someone who's going to get the raucous Republican caucus into shape, someone who's going to be a unifier with both parties and heal this nation and do all the things and have all the priorities that I think really to the core of all of us, especially this this nation where 51% of our voters are in, in between is so important. However, going with that theme of needing real leadership and not having a circus anymore in Washington, D.C., and not being the laughing stock of of the entire world because of things that go on. I am so excited to have a return guest with me today, my friend, Nasa Wumir. Now, Nasa, if you remember, and I know so many of you listened to this show because it was phenomenal about Nasa's experience with, yes, the one and the only George Santos, ex-congressman now, at the time he was the congressman. But Nasa spent a whopping five months in his office and um, and walked into a complete shit show and left and it was a shit show. Then we got to watch how it unfolded on national TV. So Nasa, thank you for being here today. We need to discuss what has just recently transpired in Washington, D.C. And you all can't see my the smile on my face and the elation, but I am thrilled. So 
the floor is all yours. Thanks for having me back, Jen. It's great to see you. And, you know, it's been a crazy, well, 24 hours. We'll put it that way. I actually did not expect him to be expelled yesterday. There was a little bit of a, a hesitation just because when the ethics report had in fact come out, there were so many Republicans who actually started becoming extremely vocal saying, that's it. I'm, I've, I've seen the report. It's damning. It's confirmed that he has, in fact, that he's allegedly committed money laundering and the transferring of campaign funds into OnlyFans and shopping sprees to Hermes and uh, Sephora. in of course, overpriced Botox. Let's just point that out. <laughs> Over- <laughs> I have a friend who told me she she said he's way, you know, paying way over way overpriced for his Botox because she's like, mine is like $150. Oh, way over market. Yeah. So, I mean, again, jokes on him again. But then we were just seeing this past week how leadership was especially and I understand where Speaker Johnson was coming from in terms of the hesitation just because he is brand new to the role as Speaker of the House. And it's almost it. I don't want to compare it to Gerald Ford in a way, just because you're basically you're taking on this. You're you're taking on a shit show is what you're doing. Um so I can't really blame him for being hesitant. But at the end of the day, I had said this on social media, but integrity won yesterday. And I think for me, it's more, yes, the Republicans have lost, um, I would just say, you know, just a valuable vote. That's all he was to them at this point was just a, that crucial vote. And now um, having just an extra slim majority, I don't, it's it's a short term thorn in their side but long term it's for the greater good and so this was the day that integrity won and i think it's time for senate democrats to wake up and do the exact same thing with bob menendez yes exactly you know it's really interesting well i mean we can want to go back on the santos thing so i love that you said that integrity won because we need more of that with our elected officials, right? I mean, yeah, it's great to be on the winning side and to be able to pass your agenda. But at the end of the day, you need to put your head down on the pillow at night and feel good about the decisions that you made and the people that you work with. And he was just a distraction, right? A gigantic distraction, a total clown show. I mean, you know, that's, no pun intended on the Sephora and the Botox stuff, right? But like he was his own walking. We talked about this last time. He's your Anna Delvey, right? He is your inventing Anna in Congress. He is he is like the real housewives and the Kardashians all mixed in with like the worst reality TV show. And I watched him on his... um press conference. And he said, you know, I would only be the sixth member expelled. And doesn't Congress have better things to do than focus on me? And I'm thinking, right, that's why you resign. And you walk away and you say, you know what, you have better things to do than for me to be a distraction. And I just thought it was very interesting how he was able to shift that narrative to Congress was on a witch hunt against him. Instead of him saying, I have just sucked up all of the air and all of the press. 
Well, this is where I say his his specialty is gaslighting. And what happened was he gaslit and someone uh, lit a flame and it just blew up in his uh, Botox face. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it really did. And it was not enough to, it's like he took, I, I don't even want to compare it to Donald Trump at this point. It was as if he and Meghan Markle were just, you know, collaborating. I'm a victim. I've been bullied. Me, you know, poor me, me, me. And no, absolutely not. You are not a victim. There are people that you have. There are real victims, such as the the, the homeless veteran with the, the dying dog. That's a victim. His constituents were, I don't want to say like, financial victims, but they were victims of poor representation. Absolutely. They voted for someone that they were told what it, what he campaigned on. And what they got was, as we said, um, just a little, a media darling who, who was just a cocktail of bad reality TV. And I think it was just nice to see that Congress finally held someone accountable for their actions, which is extremely rare. Mm. Can I add? But I do want to talk about that press conference really quickly, though, as a, you know, this is where my communication. Oh, I'm sure you must have been watching that. Just shaking your head and putting your hands. It's like the monkey emoji with your hands over your face and the emoji (laughs) with the eyes rolling and the hand on the head. Like it was every one of those. It was absolutely it was that. And then some. uh, the only thing missing was um, there was no cocktail involved. But (laughs) (laughs) but what I thought was it. It was so poorly planned. Now, if it were, if I were planning a press conference for him or for anybody else, you know, you need to have a plan in place and draft up a speech, practice the speech. How long do you want to speak for? You know, figure out your talking points of how you want to address every single allegation or whatever the case is, and then draft up questions of what reporters could potentially ask you. And none of this happened. He announced this press conference via Twitter over the Thanksgiving break. So he had plenty of time to put all of this together. And he failed to do that. The other thing that really bothered me too, and I found that later on, he did put out a a media advisory, but it just said 8am Capitol, the steps of the Capitol building is someone who's worked on the Hill for a long time you have to get permission from leadership and that they typically are the only ones who can do a press conference on the steps of the Capitol, unless you have been granted permission by, I think the speaker or the majority leader. I can't remember which one I assume the speaker, but obviously they had to redo that because you're, he was denied permission to do that. So he had to do it at the, at the triangle where most of them typically do it. So mistake number one, But he also said he wanted to talk about that he was going to basically spill the tea about other members and their infidelities and everything, which, you know, rich coming from him. But right, right. (laughs) But a reporter actually asked him point blank. Well, Congressman, what type of information do you have about other members? And he just said, do the research by yourself. You did it on me. Do the research. And that is just it's a terrible thing to say. If you are, if that was supposed to be one of your subjects, you just wasted 18 minutes of precious time and a lot of reporters were freezing their asses off just standing outside. And it was just, you took these people for granted. 
Capitol Hill reporters have assignments. They have, they, there's, you never know what they have on the back burner as well. They could be assigned over in the Senate side to cover something over there or House Republican leadership is having a press conference or you just, you never know what is going on. And he took it for granted and it was a waste of time. 1000%. Well, it goes to his lack of respect, right? It goes to the lack of respect for Congress, for members as a whole. It goes to his lack of respect for the people who elected him, right? And he, that was one of the things that he said was, this should be a decision for the people, not for Congress to act on. But they made their decision. They decided that they wanted him to represent them in Congress for who he represented himself to be to them. So the whole thing was a sham. And and I agree, the, the victims are those poor people in his district that he is supposed to be representing and bringing back their interests to Congress. And then you know, the disrespect of the reporters, the disrespect of the process, the disrespect of the office that I mean, just the in in the entirety. But I want to I want to move on to one thing that you had said, which I, of course, now will will keep an eye on because Santos is a clown. But you also have bad actors, you know, so you have. OK, so he's a clown and a bad actor, but I, I think he has mental health. I, I do think that George Santos probably has some severe mental health issues that go along that have created this persona. But then you've got Bob Menendez, who is just a bad, bad actor. Do you think that the Senate is going to have the balls to do what happen in Congress and expel Menendez? I think after yesterday, it should be a wake up call. And and I will and I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Um, Senator John Fetterman's actually I'm kind of starting to respect it. Well, I mean, he's really been very vocal about Menendez being kicked out of the Senate, like he should resign. And he actually brought up a point he was on The View yesterday. And he had said that he was not surprised that Santos was expelled, but it seems wrong that uh, Senator Menendez is still there. And he called him the senator from Egypt, not from New Jersey, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. <laughs> but he's taking a stance just like the New York Republicans from both Long Island and um, Congressman Lawler, who was up towards uh, up the Hudson a little bit. But they were very vocal and they were consistent with this. And and the same can be said for um, Senator Fetterman, who's a Democrat who is willing to put country over party to having one of his own expelled because what Senator Menendez is being charged with is just as bad, if not worse than Santos. Mm, yeah. I actually think maybe far worse than Santos. I, I think it's far worse. I think what he what he is being charged with is is a lot worse. I mean, mm-hmm. Santos again is more He's amateur. <laughs> he's amateur. He's amateur. Menendez is an expert. And and you know what? There have been rumors swirling around Menendez for years, years about mm-hmm. his shady dealing. So this isn't something new. He he is a white collar criminal um, and he should be prosecuted like that. And he should he should be expelled from Congress as well, unless, you know, he actually thinks enough and 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 has enough respect to resign. So what do you think? So let's get back to Santos, just because the drama, the drama that I love. What do you think happens to him now? Where does he go from here? That's a really good question. And I it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. 
I don't think Andy Cohen is calling him for a reality show. I don't even think the Countess would want, would probably go up to him and say, honey, money doesn't buy class, like her song. But I, I don't know where, where he could go with that. I don't think Spotify or Netflix will give him a platform. And if he gets a book deal, it could be just as popular as Harry Potter. Fiction's great. I mean, it's a fabulous thing. Oh my God. But I don't know if you saw, but I had posted a, a picture on Twitter last night. Of of the award? The award. Oh, can you please, can I, we need to have a conversation about that. So Nasa posted, I was on Twitter early this morning and I saw a picture. I thought it was because I was seeing double because it was early in the morning. Nope, it wasn't. When I when I clicked on it, it was actually what I thought it was. And it was a award, a, a little award. Think of an award like your kid gets an award a so- and there's a soccer player yep, on top of it. <laughs> it was a penis. <laughs> so can you can you talk a little bit about this thing? And God, I wish that you would have taken this. That that would have I, that's my biggest regret. Well, I didn't have time and I know who has it, by the way. Oh. And it's not George Santos. This was back in January, and we received this package, <laughs> pun intended. But we received this package and we opened it up and I'm like, what the heck is this? And I read it and I laughed so hard and I just said, I'm sorry, we have to keep this. I said I even had it in behind my desk because we had to obviously keep it out of view of anyone who would come into the office. And I felt bad. My, the former chief of staff I worked with, nicest guy you'll ever meet, but he had to see it every day because our desks were across from one another. But I saw this and I thought, well, if I write a book, this is going on the cover with me. It was just so funny. And my thought was, okay, so we have, I feel like there are going to be more awards like this. There have to be. Oh my God. Can you, can you just for our listeners, what did it say on the base of it? Oh my God. It was, (laughs) it is just, you have to listen. If you do anything after you listen to this podcast, you have to go and follow NASA and check this picture out because you will absolutely die laughing <laughs> because you think it's serious because it's like it, she clearly took the picture in a congressional office. <laughs> like it looks like a very formal background. Then you see this statue and it's just hysterical. All right. I just pulled up the picture. So I am reading it now. It just says, George Santos, congratulations. You are the biggest cock in D.C. Not an easy title to win you F-U-C-K. That's what it says. I mean, (laughs) the creativity of someone who went and got that and had that made and sent it. God bless. Like, that is so funny. You know, the one thing I just regret is that I did not take it with me. Like I said, I know the stat. We were he was supposed to give it back to me, but um, it's just things have happened, and so that's it's so, okay. It's so awesome. It's priceless. You have the picture, and and I do hope that if you ever write a book, um, <laughs> or you're on a magazine cover, that that it that picture is you know you have it superimposed in your hand <laughs> or on your background of of your book cover. 
Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I and it's so funny. And I, so I actually was approached once about potentially writing a book, and I was so afraid to do it at the time. And it's now I think I'm ready to do it. Oh but. my god, you have the best. Sto- you have the best stories, and <laughs> I'm sure that this is not going to go away. I know that you have a bunch of TV hits coming up, and you're on CNN and you're doing, you know, a lot of press on this. And I I'll tell you, I've had some of you out there have, have commented on NASA and the show that we did the episode we did and NASA, the response has been, you are so well-spoken and so articulate. And so I hope, and I said this last time, I, I can't wait to see where your career goes. I think that, you know, this unfortunate um, experience in your life of having to work for, you know, basically half a year for this uh, crazy, egotistical, narcissistic mm-hmm. whack job. I think that this actually, you know, it's God's way of of showing you a new path because you were resilient and you came out of with a lot of growth, you know, professional growth, because it was something that you never experienced before because you always work for normal people. And to have to go through this is was a real teaching moment, but I think it sets you up for, for other great things. And I'm excited to see what the next chapter is for you. I appreciate it. I, like I said, I think I still need to call you every day for the pep talk. But there is one thing I do want to point out, one more important thing just to point out, though, before we conclude this episode, you know, there is going to be a special election. And obviously, since you are from originally from Long Island, and Tom Swasey is, in fact, one of the potentially front runners for the Democrats. Right now, during a special election, I, if, if there are listeners who are from New York 3 that listen to this, I would say this is his opportunity to... He needs to actually come back and say, you know, prove himself why he never did the opposition research in 2020 for, uh, regarding George Santos. That could have prevented a lot of problems. Why is he coming back assuming that he can just take his old job back so easily when he took it for granted? And above all, there are really good Republicans who are trying to run for that seat. And one in particular is Kellen Curry who has really been very vocal and actually has a real background in finance, unlike George Santos. So it's just really important now that now that New York three is going to be going through a special election to really hold their feet to the fire and make sure that they select the right person to give them proper representation again. I'm glad that you brought that up. And, and that is something I was so hooked on George Santos and his expulsion, but the political end of it, right? Tom Swazi has been around a very, very long time. He was around when when I was in New York, which was a long time ago at this point. And the fact that they took for granted in the last election in 2022 that he would win so he didn't have to do the research, which by the way, Santos ran in 2020. So it was two election cycles that they had And they thought that the Republicans could never win that seat. So they avoided doing the actual work. And so he should have to answer to why they took it for granted. They thought that he would just be a shoe in and that they wouldn't have to worry about Santos because at the end of the day, you have to campaign like your life is, you know, 
depends on it and and not leave any stone unturned unless you are that arrogant over the fact that you think you you are just entitled to the position and i hope that voters take a good look at how this happened because it didn't just happen right it it was a failure of you know the democrats to make their case and they shouldn't take it out on any other Republican. They should give all the Republicans a fair shot and look at them and look into everyone's background and see what they have done and look at their experience. Um, experience matters. Leadership matters. And I don't want to send another person to Congress who's just going to go there to be opposition vote just just because and block votes and block good policy from getting passed. Um, and I, I I really would like someone to go and not stir the pot anymore than it's already stirred there. Absolutely. And it's just, and it's really sad because the 118th Congress, all that it seems that people are going to see this as is the, the time when George Santos was in office and expelled before the end of the year. And a speaker at the House was ousted by eight very unserious Republicans and it took nearly it took a little over three weeks to um, finally elect a speaker of the House. So this just shows how severely divided not just the Republicans, but also Democrats, just because neither party seems they do not seem like they want to actually work together on anything. So it will go down as probably one of the least effective Congresses. Which is unfortunate because I know that there are a lot of good men and women that are there that have been elected that continue to work very, very hard. And it's just tough when you have all this noise because, you know, the noise is sexy for the press and the actual work is not. That's why, you know, we need leaders that are elected to office that are bringing people together and healing and unifying, you know, in the days of Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill, right? I mean, just sit back, have a scotch together hash out the day and come out with some good resolution that works for the country and 330 million people that live here and not because you want to be the latest Twitter sensation, X sensation, it'd be clickbait. My favorite thing that I like to say is just be like tip in the gip. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I miss those days. I, was I like, know. <laughs> oh, those days in politics are just, I want, I want them back. Nasa, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. I really, I, I'm so excited that you took the time to, to be on this episode and wrap up George Santos. I'm sure this is not the end of him. And I know that this is just the beginning of great things for you. Thanks again. And I would always make time for you. So uh-huh. that's a guarantee. <laughs> thank you. And thank you. Thank you for listening to Political Contessa. I'm Jennifer Nassor. That was Nasa Woomer. Please go check her out. She put actually puts out the funniest, I keep saying tweets, exes. I don't know what we're supposed to call them anymore. Anyway, I'm your Political Contessa. Stay happy, healthy, and safe. Thanks so much for listening to Political Contessa. For all the ways to listen and to get the inside scoop on what's happening in center-right politics for women like us, head over to politicalcontessa.com. 